Welcome to Zichud Daf Simanim. Remember, my Ram Goldar and today Mazakas Baba Kama Daf Chav The third parak Hamaniach. The third parak has been generously sponsored by Zichud Nishmas or Rav Yitzchak Ben Mer Golombek. May his neshama have an aliyah. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, in the Mishnah Daf Chav Ches Amad Alaf, the Tanakhama said that if one's jug broke in Rishus of Rabim and damaged someone, the owner's liable. Rav Yudah said Miskab and Chayv, where he had intent, he's liable, but not with that intent. In analyzing the statement, a Bryce has quoted which says that if one's jug broke and he did not remove it, or his camel fell and he did not stand it up, Ramir says he's liable for its damages, and the Chami say he's not required to pay. Abai ultimately explains, but Tarti Pligi, they argue about two cases. Pligi Bishasnafila, they argue about damages occurring at the time of the fall, before the owner could clear the obstacle. Pligi Lachernafila, and they argue about damages occurring after the time of the fall, after he could have removed it. The argument about the time of the fall is that the Tanakama, Rebmer holds, Niskal Peshehu, one who stumbles is negligent, and he's liable for damages resulting from this negligence. Rebuta holds, Niskal Lab Peshehu, one who stumbles is not negligent and is exempt from such damages, only where he had intent, meaning he broke his jug intentionally, he's liable. Point number two, Abai then explains that the Mahok is about damages after the fall, is where the owner was Mafkir has broken jug and its contents. The Tanakama, Remer holds, Mafkir Nazak of Chayv, one who is Mafkir has hazardous items, is still liable for the damage they cause. And Rebuta holds, he's not liable. Rush explains that this question hinges on whether the board discussed by the Torah refers to one which is ownerless and still has a responsibility, or only one which is owned. Later, Rabbi Yochanan says, Lachin the argument concerns damages after the fall. And the Gemara ultimately explains that he agrees that they argue about Shasnafila. He means to say that their second argument is specifically about being mafkar obstacles after a fall, which the Rabban Rabbi Yudah hold is not his fault. If one negligently left an obstacle in Rishus Rabim and was mafkar, they agree he is liable. And point number three, the Gemara analyzes Rabbalaz's position about one who is mafkar's obstacles in Rishus Rabim. A Mishnah states, If one turns over dung he found in Rishus Rabim, he's liable for damages it causes. Rabbalazah said this is only where he intended to acquire it, but if not, he's not liable. Now this implies that Rabbalazah exempts someone who is Mufkar's obstacles. Rabbalazah Barava answered the cases where he turned it to his original place, so he's not liable unless he acquired it. Rabina compared it to one who discovers an open pit, covers it, and then removes the cover. Since he didn't create the hazard, but merely returned it to its original state, he is not liable. However, Marzuta Breda Ramari objected that the cases are not analogous because the bore was not undone when it was covered, whereas Haki Istalkal Humaisarishon, here the first act of the dung being placed there, was undone. This is similar to one who fills an open pit, then digs it again for which he is liable. Ravashi answered, The cases where he turned over the dung less than three tefachim from the ground and is not considered undoing the original act. Thus, he's only responsible if he acquires it. So once again, the three points are number one. The Mishnah Daf Chav Ches Amad Alaf. The Tanakhama said that if one's jug broke in Rishus Rabim and damaged someone, the owner is liable. Rabbi Yudah said, Where he had intent, he's liable, but not with that intent. In analyzing the statement, a Bryce has quoted which says that if one's jug broke and he did not remove it, or his camel fell and he did not stand it up, Ramir says he's liable for its damages, and the Chami say he's not required to pay. Abai ultimately explains, but Tarti Pligi, they argue about two cases. Pligi Bishasnafila, they argue about damages occurring at the time of the fall, before the owner could clear the obstacle. Pligi Lachernafila, and they argue about damages occurring after the time of the fall, after he could have removed it. The argument about the time of the fall is that the Tanakama, Rebmer holds, Niskal Peshehu, 
One who stumbles is negligent, and he's liable for damages resulting from this negligence. Rebuta holds Niskalab Peshehu. One who stumbles is not negligent and is exempt from such damages. Only where he had intent, meaning he broke his jug intentionally, he's liable. Point number two, Abai then explains that the Mahok is about damages after the fall, is where the owner was Mafkir has broken jug and its contents. The Tanakama Remir holds Mafkir Nazak of Chayv, one whose Mafkir has hazardous items, is still liable for the damage they cause. And Rebuta holds he's not liable. Rush explains that this question hinges on whether the board discussed by the Torah refers to one which is ownerless and still has a responsibility, or only one which is owned. Later, Rabbi Yochanan says, Lachin The argument concerns damages after the fall. And the Gemara ultimately explains that he agrees that they argue about Shasnafila. He means to say that their second argument is specifically about being Mafkar obstacles after a fall, which the Rabban Rabbi Yudah hold is not his fault. If one negligently left an obstacle in Rishus Rabim and was Mafkar, they agree he is liable. And point number three, the Gemara analyzes Rabbalez's position about one who is Mafkir's obstacles in Rishus Rabim. A Mishnah states, If one turns over dung he found in Rishus Rabim, he's liable for damages it causes. Rabbalez said this is only where he intended to acquire it, but if not, he's not liable. Now this implies that Rabbalez exempts someone who is Mafkir's obstacles. Rabbalez Barava answered the cases where he turned it to his original place, so he's not liable unless he acquired it. Rabina compared it to one who discovers an open pit, covers it, and then removes the cover. Since he didn't create the hazard, but merely returned it to its original state, he is not liable. However, Marzuta Breda Ramari objected that the cases are not analogous because the bore was not undone when it was covered, whereas Haki Istalko Humaisarishon, here the first act of the dung being placed there, was undone. This is similar to one who fills an open pit, then digs it again for which he is liable. Ravashi answered, The cases where he turned over the dung less than three tefachim from the ground and is not considered undoing the original act. Thus, he's only responsible if he acquires it. All right, so now we go to Simidav Chavtes, and our standard simon is a cot. A cot. So here goes. The patient on the outdoor hospital cot heard from a dropped water jug Bishas Nafila, who said he's entitled to damages since Niskal who to the patient on a cot recovering from a similar fall, Laakar Nafila, after the owner was mafkir the jug and its contents, wondered if the man in the street who just lifted some dung less than three to fuck him up and then put it back down intended to acquire it. Once again, it's emotion. The patient on the outdoor hospital cot, cot, that must be more enough. Chavtes. The patient on the outdoor hospital cot heard from a drop water jug with Shasnafila, who said he's entitled to damages since Niskalposheyahu, which reminds us, Gamor brings him out focus, but Shasnafila, if Niskalposheyahu, the Tanakama Remir hold, Niskalposheyahu, one who stumbles, is negligent, and is high for damages resulting from this negligence. Rebuta holds Niskalposheyahu, one who stumbles, is not negligent, and is putted from such damages, only where he had intent, meaning he broke his jug intentionally. Is so the patient on the outdoor hospital cot heard from a drop water jug, Bashas Nafila, who said he's entitled to damages since Niskal Pasheahu, to the patient on a cot recovering from a similar fall, Lach Nafila, after the owner was mafkir the jug and its contents, which reminds us that Bai explains that the Malchok is about damages, Lach Nafila, after the fall, is where the owner was mafkir's broken jug and its contents. The Tanakama, Rabmir holds, Mafkir Nazak of Chayv, one who is mafkir his hazardous items, is still high for the damage they cause. And Rebuto holds, he's not Chayv. So the patient on the outdoor hospital cot heard from a drop water jug, Bashas Nafila, who said he's entitled to damages since Niskal Pasheya, who, to the patient on a cot recovering from a similar fall, Lach Nafila, after the owner was mafkir the jug 
and its contents. Wondered if the man in the street who just lifted some dung less than three fucking up and then put it back down intended to acquire it, which reminds us, the mission states, If one turns over dung he found in Rishus Rabim, he's high for damage as it causes. Rebeleza said, this is only she discovered Lisko's band, where he intended to acquire it, but if he did not, he's not Chayev. So once again, the patient on the outdoor hospital cot heard from a drop water jug, Bashas Nafila, who said he's entitled to damages since Niskal Pasheya, who, to the patient on a cot recovering from a similar fall, Lachanafila, after the owner was muffed the jug and its contents, wondered if the man in the street who just lifted some dung less than three fucking up and then put it back down, intended to acquire it. Alright, so now it's time for four blah back Hazara. Daf Chafe. So the Simon Daf Chafe is the 25th wedding anniversary. So here goes. The 25th wedding anniversary dinner, 25th wedding anniversary, that must be more Duff Chafe. The 25th wedding anniversary dinner was a disaster when a bull charged into the restaurant and kicked the waiter, which reminds us, in the next mission, Rabbi Tarfin says that Karen damages inflicted in the Nizak's property are Chayv Nezak Shalim, even for a tum. The Chami say he pays Chetzi Nezak like normal Karen. Rabbi Tarfin attempts to prove his position from a Kavachomer, and the Chami limit the Kavachomer based on the principle of Dayo. So the 25th wedding anniversary dinner was a disaster when a bull charged into the restaurant and kicked the waiter and then the husband tried to explain to his wife the concept of Dio by spitting on a picture of their daughter which reminds us more questions how Rabbi Tarfin does not apply the principle of Dio since the source for Dio is from the Torah from the Parsha of Miriam being quarantined for only 7 days not 14. The Gemara answers that he agrees to the principle of Dio but holds it does not apply to Heikah the Mafri Kavachomer where the Kavachomer would be nullified. So the 25th wedding anniversary dinner was a disaster when a bull charged into the restaurant and kicked the waiter and the husband tried to explain to his wife the concept of Dio by spitting on a picture of their daughter which happened to be placed on a mat that was Tame from a corpse which reminds us Ravach Medifti asked Ravina that a brysa does not apply Dio even where it would not nullify the Kavachomer. A brysa derives in a mat which is not a container can contract tumor from a corpse based on a Kavachomer. Dav Chavav So the similar Dav Chavav is a military coup. So here goes. When the soldiers in the military coup, coup, that must be more Dav Chavav. When the soldiers in the military coup searched to find the owner of the ox that trampled the young child to death to make him pay kofer, which reminds us, the Gemara asks, If an animal through Rego trampled the child in the yard of the Nizak, killing him, what's the halacha regarding whether the owner pays kofer? Do we say that just as Karen once said Samud, or Chehu, it's his habit and he pays kofer, so Rego would pay kofer as well, or perhaps kofer is only paid for Karen, which is Kavanaso Ahazik, intended to harm. So when the soldiers in the military coup searched to find the owner of the ox that trampled the young child to death to make him pay kofer, they were able to find him breaking pot after pot in his sleep, requiring him to pay Nezik and not Daladvarim, which reminds us the next mission states, Adam Mu'ad Olam, a man is always Mu'ad, and pays Nezek Shalom, ben Shogig, ben Mezid, ben Er, ben Yashin, whether he's awake or asleep, Simas ein Chavero, if he blinded his fellow's eye, Veshibar Sekelim, or broke utensils, he pays full damages. The were notes that the Mishnah groups these last two cases together to teach that just as when breaking Kalim, he only pays damages because no other payments are applicable, so too when he blinds or otherwise injures someone unintentionally, he only pays Nezek and not the additional four payments for injuring a person, Tsar Ripui, Shevis, and Boshes. So, when the soldiers in the military coup searched to find the owner of the ox that trampled the young child to death to make him pay kofer, they were able to find him breaking pot after pot in his sleep, requiring him to pay nezek and not daladvarim, because he was lying next to the man throwing putts out the window toward a pillow, which a soldier 
had just moved, which reminds us, it went through a utensil from a roof, and there were pillows and cushions beneath it on the ground, and someone else comes along and removes him, or he himself came ahead and removed them, resulting in the utensil breaking on the ground, he is put from paying, since at the time he threw it, his arrows were stopped, meaning his act of throwing would not have broken the utensil, since the pillows were on the ground. One is not liable for removing the cushions because this cause of the damage was indirect. Dav Chavzain. So the Simmer Dav Chavzain is a kazoo. So here goes. The boy playing his kazoo. Kazoo. That must mean we're a Dav Chavzain. The boy playing his kazoo got so distracted when he saw someone place a coal on another person's heart, which reminds us, Rabbi said, If one placed a coal on another person's heart and he died, he's not liable for murder since the victim should have removed it and caused his own death. If he placed it on someone's garment and it burned, he is liable. The owner didn't remove it, intending to demand payment afterwards. So the boy playing his kazoo got so distracted when he saw someone place a coal on another person's heart that he tripped over a jug that another person left in Rushu's Arabim, which reminds us. The third parak begins, If one left the jug in Rushu's Arabim and someone else came and tripped on it and broke it, he's putted from paying for it. If he's injured, the owner pays for his damages. The Gemara asks, he should have watched where he's going and should have to pay for breaking the pitcher out of negligence. Rabbi Ula answered, He's not liable because it's not the way of people to focus on the road as they walk. So the boy playing his kazoo got so distracted when he saw someone place a coal on another person's heart that he tripped over a jug that another person left in Rishur Sarabim and fell right next to a cistern where one partner was getting hit with a shovel for drawing water on a day. Which wasn't his, which reminds us. Rav Chista sent the question to Rav Nachim about a water cistern owned by two people, and when one was drawing water on a day which was not his and refused to stop, his partner struck him with the handle of a shovel. Rav Nachim declared, let him strike the partner a hundred blows with the handle. For although Amarayma argued if one may enforce the law himself, but Makum Seda Avid Inish Dinilinavshe, where he would suffer a loss by waiting to go to court, such as here, where he would not know how much water his partner took, everyone agrees one may enforce the law himself. Dav Chavches, so the similar Dav Chavches is a strong man, Koach. So here goes. The strong man, strong man, that must be more Dav Chavches, Koach. The strong man who pulled out his ox from under an attacking ox, killing the attacker, which reminds us of an ox went on top of another ox to kill it, and the lower ox's owner came and pulled out his ox from underneath, causing the upper ox to fall and die, he is putter from paying. So the strong man who pulled out his ox from under an attacking ox, killing the attacker, on an old public pathway that a man had moved from his property to the side, which reminds us, the Mishnah teaches that if a public path was passing through one's field and the owner repossessed the path and gave the public a path on the side of his field, what he gave, he gave, and the new path belongs to the public, and the path he took as his does not become his. So the strong man who pulled out his ox from under an attacking ox, killing the attacker, on an old public pathway that a man had moved from his property to the side, reached out to pick up a man who tripped on water from a broken jug in Rishusarabim, which reminds us that more brings about about damages from slipping on water if an owned hazardous object is considered a bore or a shore. All right, so now it's time to conclude the pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which have you learned if one placed a coal on a person's heart and the person died, he's not liable for murder since the victim should have removed it and he caused his own death. That's on Dav. Chavzain. Good number two. Which of you learned that the concept of Dial was learned from the Parsha Miriam and Saras? That's on Duff. Chavhe. Good number three. Which Duff do you have Mahok is about damages from slipping on water if an owned hazardous object is bore or shore? That's on Duff. Chavchas. Good number four. Which of you learned if one turns over a galal, dung, he found in Rishus of Rabim, he's liable for damages it causes? That's on Duff. Good number five. 
Wish of the wind, if a man pulls out his ox from under an attacking shore and the attacking shore dies, the man is putter from payment. That's on Dav. Chavchas. Good number six. Which Dav did Mokok is if Lachar Nafila, whether a Mavkar Nazokov is Chayev. That's on Dav. Chavchas. Good number seven. Which Dav do we have Mokok is Rabbi Yehuda Rabbi Mir regarding how an animal becomes a Muad and then reverts to being a Tom. That's on Dav. Chav Gimel. Good number eight. Which daft of Mochokas Bashas Nafila, whether Niskal Pesheahu, that's on daft. Chav Tas. Good number nine. Which daft do we discuss what the halacha is if an ox tramples a child to death in Rishus and Nizak, whether he pays kofer, that's on daft. Chavav. Good number ten. Which daft do we one can enforce the law himself, such as in the case where a partner is taking water from a cistern on a day which is not his, that's on daft. Excellent. That concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Ramgoldor from Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.